Yes. Is it going? Yes. Is, is it going? Yes. Okay. 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 Hello. <sighs> hello. Hi. Okay. Hello there. Hi. I like how whenever we say hello to each other, we're like, hello. 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 Our voices are hello, very high. <laughs> I feel like that's a thing from our childhood. Welcome to the Solomon Spinster Podcast. I am Gretchen, your... I don't even have words to describe myself, but I'm your Solomon. <laughs> It's been a week. Um, <laughs> hi, I'm Haley. I'm your spinster. Gretchen. Yes. The coronavirus. It's here. It's coming uh, to get you. It's permeated your leggings. It's crawling over your body. And it's getting you sick. You, your loved ones, your dog, if you had a dog, everyone, everything. It's coming for you. How, how do we prepare... It's funny, I was actually talking to my friend today about this, and we were saying, like, how we weren't really worried too much about the actual sickness, which maybe I should be a little bit more concerned. What we're really concerned about is, There was a confirmed case like, in Georgia and in North Carolina, so yeah. it's, it's getting closer. It's, it's here. to the Midwest. I know. <gasps> I think our biggest, like, thing is, like, what we're going to run out of store-wise, like, Everyone's gonna go buy everything so they don't leave their houses. So we're not gonna ha- we're gonna run out of like food and toilet paper. That's <laughs> <laughs> like my biggest concern right now. <laughs> but we're in a really I'm in like a really highly populated area. I mean, you are too. Yes. So there's I've gotten a few text messages from concerned friends and family outside of LA asking me if I'm safe, and um, I feel like there are ten t- like ten other things way more threatening than coronavirus living in Los Angeles. I'm more likely to be killed by you know somebody driving badly or a very a passive aggressive wannabe actress with a tiny dog in her hand. I'm more scared of that than I am of uh coronavirus uh, so true though and yeah i mean yeah i guess i haven't you know i don't know we just came off a little bug too i think we all kind of had something last week i but so i don't know i i work at both a theme park and i volunteer at a world-renowned art museum that sees you know upwards of a few thousand visitors every day so mm-hmm. It's it's not like the threat isn't there, the threat of the coronavirus. Um, I really just, I know it's the CDC is saying, like, you know, it's inevitable. It's going to hit the United States at some point. Um. <laughs> Sorry, my husband's sneaking upstairs to check on his fries that are in the oven right now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Priorities. <laughs> I want to so good in my kitchen right now. support Kyle. Um, uh, it's also good. Um, uh, you know, the CDC is saying it's inevitable. Um, and I mean, I guess I just am not that scared. I don't know. I know, I know. it seems like it, it says of the people, like the people who have contracted it, like in China and it, they've, they've said it's like killed 2% of those who have contracted it. Um, which is a very scary number. You know, if you have a hundred people, mm-hmm who are infected in a room and two people die, like, that's still, that's two people more than probably needed to die. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, I, I'm i not scared. And if I get it, I get it. I'm confident in my immune system. <laughs> I know. And that's the thing is, like, maybe, I'm like, there's always, like, is, is this one of those just kind of scare viruses going around that you just kind of get scared or scared about and they never really get to you? Or is this, like, legit that I should probably be more concerned about? But honestly, I'm not really concerned like, about it. Like, do you remember swine flu? Yeah, that's what I keep on thinking of. Because I remember being like, oh, man, the swine flu. And I was like, it never really got close to us. I don't know. I, I feel so. like it's people who are going to live in rural areas who don't see other people super often that yeah. are going to be the safest. You, yeah. you. If I, if we get hit, I'm going to get hurt, hit first because I'm in one of the largest in, metropolitan like, cities. In yeah. the world. Um, that being said, though, uh, I read this this funny post that was like, uh, you know, if you're sick of seeing the happy birthday song twice, here's choruses of songs that are roughly 20 seconds so long that you can sing instead when you're washing your hands. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I think it was um, Kristen Bell just shared something on her Instagram 
And it was, they did like a black light test of her hands, like before and after washing. But they did it like, she rinsed her hands and just, you know, shook them off. And then it was like after 15 seconds of washing after, but then it was just 30 seconds of washing with soap. They were like almost completely clean compared to like, you know, spending 10 seconds. She was like, come on people, 30 seconds. It's <laughs> like, I get it. Just wash it for 30 I feel like I have pretty good, I work in the culinary industry, so I have pretty good hand washing down. Same, Um, yeah. We've definitely, yeah, you and I, not, on top of that, you're a parent, so it's just like all surfaces, you're scrubbing constantly. Not because like you're some sort of Cinderella-like maid to your family, but because you have small children, it's just like you wash hands. And kids are sticky. And And you're your mother's daughter. Yucky. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is very true. We have, like, this habit of as soon as you walk in the house, you go wash your hands. Do you do that at all? Um, Probably not as much. I know it's, like, it's kind of a double whammy at your house because you work with farm animals, and I could understand that incident where it's, like... Growing up, we did. If you, yeah, you're, you know, if you're mucking stalls and you're... Yeah. Stuff like that. But even now, like, I walk into my house and just go straight to the sink and, wa- sink and wash them. It's just a habit. And I think all my siblings would say the same thing. Like, that's just something you I, do. But, I do yeah. the same thing, too. My hands just feel dirty by the time I walk into the door, though. Yeah, that's, LA yeah. is covered in, much like much like a farm, LA is covered in a thick layer of uh, stool <laughs> and bacteria and yeah. other things. <laughs> oh, L.A. Um, oh, man. Worse, because the, the feces here does not come from animals. Um, oh. That was... I know. The first... Uh, do you want to talk about something weird? I can talk about something weird Oh, lay weird it on right me. Now. I'm I always here for weird stuff. <laughs> it's all about poop. We want to get on. Yes. Of, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> so... This is... It's just like, like the disc- I feel like poop has like a... So we're like, no, poop is poop. But honestly, like there's like a disgusting like disgusting hierarchy yeah like ranking of poop like for me growing up around cows and horses and pigs like that wasn't too big of a deal because i don't know it just wasn't that big it's of a mostly deal to grains. Me. Like, yeah especially grains it's, gra- it's been you know, grasses, through two all or three that. stomachs yeah you know exactly what they but your dog the dogs and the cats the worst it smells so bad it's like i don't know something about if you step in a cow pie you can wash it off pretty easily Step and dog poop, it like lingers for days. You want to hear something really Same gross? with human poop because I have kids. Oh, uh. so <laughs> you want to hear something really gross? Yes. Um, when I was, it was early twenties, and I was home from college. I was either home from college or yeah. Um, my dog Clarice. Do you remember Clarice? Oh yes, Clarice. Um, she <laughs> she was sick. She had pancreatitis, or uh, one of her organs was rupturing, and so she would go down. She wouldn't go to the bathroom outside. She would go down into our basement, which at this point we were tearing up um, and redoing. So the floors were cement, luckily, and yeah. she would just go relieve herself on the cement floors. But it was a mixture of like blood and diarrhea and oh like, my gosh, like <laughs> I would just not breathe. I would just not breathe for thirty <sighs> seconds while I cleaned that up, and yeah, I was just like. Oh, man. So now every time, like, I have to, you know, either take out the trash at work or have to deal with something gross or, like, scrub something. And somebody's like, isn't that gross? Doesn't that just make you gag? I'm just like, no. Nothing. I've seen things, man. I've seen things. I've seen things. I've been places. (laughs) Oh, man. We should probably, like, warn people of where this conversation is going to go. But... Um, uh. I'll just anyway. title this one. This is the episode we talk a lot about pooping. I'll put an explicit word. <laughs> Coronavirus poop. And um, maladies. Oh, man. Yes. Welcome to Sawbones, but... a tour of misguided medicine. Oh, wait. That's not our podcast. I wish it was. Um. <laughs> uh, talking about being sick. So like last, um, last week, we all kind of had some sort of bug. Like I had like this weird stomachache like all week. And it wasn't like I didn't have a, I don't remember a fever or anything. I just kind of had this weird stomach ache. And the kids had a couple off days. So it was just like very mild. Um, but I just did not want to move. And I ended up binge watching um, a show on Netflix called 
<laughs> Love is Blind. Oh, tell me about that. Yeah. I've heard things about oh that one. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I told you this before. I'm not a reality TV person. Like, I just have a hard time getting into it. Like, The Bachelor, all that stuff. I just can't get into them. And my sister, Kiga, said, like, you have to watch this. Like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll try it out. It's still really dumb, but I was kind of hooked because it got really good. <laughs> so it's a an experiment. Do you want to watch it, though? Do I, um, I don't want to spoil it for you. I, I will watch it because you have recommended it to me, and you're by all okay. means, you're welcome to spoil. The following I will, content okay, I'll contains spoil spoilers for the Netflix yeah. series Love is Blind. I don't know if I'll spoil too much. But I'll, I'll tell you, like, what the show is about. That won't give anything away because they, like, they tell you what it is when they start the show. But so there's like, I can't remember how many people they start with, but um, they meet in these pods. The guys are on one side, the girls on the other. There's individual pods that they go in. There's like a couch. It's really cozy. They can't see each other at all. They can only hear each other. So they, they meet through talking um, without seeing each other. And they have dates. Um, I think they have like two weeks of dating. Um, there was one couple though that, so they date and date without ever seeing each other. And then they, um, they propose and then propose to get married. And then they go on a vacation together. They finally meet in person, go on a vacation together, live together for like uh, up until their wedding. And then they get married. And then at the altar is when they like officially decide whether or not they're going to get married. And um, there was one couple that, and this was all like within two months. No, two months or three months. It was a pretty short time. And uh, one of the couple's, got engaged after five days Oof. of just talking. But they were they were my Oof. favorite, though. So they were cute. But I was like, okay, we're doing this. But it was it was funny. I want you to watch it because there's this one girl that is made fun of a lot. Actually, no, there's a couple of girls that are made fun of a lot. And even the guys, it's just like, I can't believe these people are real sometimes. They're just a little crazy. Well, that's like... Oh, my gosh. That's how reality TV works, is you want the most outlandish personalities. Like, um, my favorite... It almost doesn't feel like a reality TV show, but Queer Eye... You know that show? Oh, I do like her. Yeah, yeah, I do like her. Um, it's very. I've noticed an upwards trends in the in the few reality TV shows I've watched. This trend of TV shows going from like disparaging other contestants to uplifting them, and I think that just might mm-hmm. be, you know, everybody who's directing like reality shows are millennials now. But um, yeah, and so things are nicer ish. But <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but I was watch I so one of the guys on Queer Eye Karamo, uh, the like therapy mm-hmm. like talk about your feelings gonna make you cry guy. Um, yep. He he was in reality TV back when he's, he was in his twenties, and the way he got on there, um, he had worked at a youth center either in Texas or LA, um, and uh, it, no, it was LA in his young 20s and like 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 he was either working as a social worker or volunteering at like this high school or a youth community center and there was a show called Pimp My Ride and oh, his, gosh, yeah. his students <laughs> were going out and they were stealing cars and stealing pieces of cars so they could like reenact Pimp My Ride and like trick out cars and stuff. Um, but what they were doing was super illegal and he blamed that show so he gathered like a group of concerned parents and they went to go protest down at MTV and an MTV representative came out to him and was like (laughs) are we gonna have a visitor (laughs) I thought we kind of starting to talk him down but he's gonna go upstairs you can go upstairs real quick bud it's a they're freaking out but it's becoming way more distraction now (laughs) no worries you can wait it out here here, Ezra, come here. What do you need? It's okay, Kyle. What does he need? Oh, what about tea? They have a lot of tea. A lot of tea. What's, what's the tea, chocolate? sis? They have sleepy time peach tea. Hi, Ezra. Hi, Haley. You don't want to say hi. No. Why don't you go ask Daddy if you can have hot chocolate? Understandable. You can have a teeny tiny bit. It's going to take a little bit to make, though, okay? Okay, one cup. Yep, like your, like your mug, yep. <laughs> You're just thinking about talking. 
Ezra, do you want to go back downstairs? Okay. Oh, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um. Can we get some hot chocolate? I think I might enjoy okay. some hot chocolate after this. I know, actually, it sounds really good. Um, so they, they discovered him when he was protesting Yeah, then? so they came out because it's like, you know, you have to have a pretty intense personality to organize a protest, and, like, obviously you have some hard stances, and they were just like, mm-hmm. hey... So we're not going to do anything about your protest, but do you want to do you want to come be in this reality TV show called The Real World? And he was like, uh, and like just kind of left his job at this youth place and went and did the reality TV show. And that's so interesting. Uh, you know, it's I have a I have a friend of a friend here in L.A. who works on reality TV series and they just they find you know the most extreme people with the most extreme personalities and it's kind of a you know it's a snake eating its own tail where you bring on somebody with this outlandish personality for reality television and you put them in it's almost like you know putting putting them in their own little like space that encourage and enables their behavior you have somebody a producer or someone off camera who's like egging the mom being like um could you try that again but a little more intense but like you know say this instead yeah uh, don't forget to say this product's name and turn towards the camera and stuff like that (laughs) so reality tv isn't real it'd be interesting to see you know how netflix handles it but it's you like uh i watched what reality show did i watch i watched the circle recently have you seen that one that sounds familiar. I, I haven't seen it. But it um, it's on Netflix. What's the... Um, and the premise okay. is you have... They have a handful of people uh, living in a series of apartments. Everybody gets their own par- apartment. And they can only interact with each other via uh, social media. Um, oh. And it's this own, like, social media app, this circle app that they set up. Um, and they have to... They, they can, like go on dates if they want they can have parties if they want they can have private chats with other members um and at the end of the day like the team everybody votes uh two influencers in the group and the influencers get to decide who's out um and who has to leave the circle and yeah it was a really cool concept and yeah uh, oh that's so interesting oh yeah big brother meets catfish and the one of the catches is that you can when you start to play you can either choose to be yourself or you can choose to be in like an alternate personality and be somebody else so and that's why it has like the catfish Mm -hmm. element to it oh that's so so interesting there was one woman who was like kind of this like heavy set lesbian very butch and she decided to um, be kind of this very, you know, uh, sexy, uh, conventionally attractive young lady. And, like, she made it, I think, about, like, halfway through the series. And then um, there was another guy I really liked. His name was Chris. And he was, like, he was very glitz and glamour, super gay, but loved Jesus. And was just, like, he's like, good morning. Like, he'd be like, good morning, queens. Like, let's start today off with a Bible verse. <laughs> and I'm like, aesthetic. I love it. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love that. It's so cute. Um, uh, but That's on Netflix then, then? Yeah, and, like, okay. there was, there was, there's this one relationship um, between, there was this guy who's kind of like this stereotypical New Jersey Italian second generation like guy with the slicked back hair and I would say slicked back and, hair uh, gold chain yeah exactly like super <laughs> muscular and he's you know um and then there was this other guy who he's like also first generation Indian American his name was um his name is was pronounced Shubham but the way it because it was like everybody was isolated through television like more than half the people kept calling him Shabam so it'd be interesting like it it is interesting though like how much you can only understand a person through a screen yeah um sorry i have another hi hi eliana can you ask eliana what her favorite show is what's your favorite show what movie do you like wait what you don't have to whisper what do you like hello ninja on netflix yeah movie movie yeah. What's your other favorite movie? Hello Ninja again. 
two votes for Hello Ninja. I'll have to check that one out. Is that one? Yeah, that one's cute. Uh, probably, yeah. Hello, this this uh, episode's going all over the That's place. That's okay. We always love our special guests, Eliana and Azariah. Okay, bye. See ya. Hey, see ya. Have you watched that... Um, it's a cooking reality TV show, but it's like a kids' baking cha- championship. Oh, I have like watched bits and pieces it's of it. It's so yeah. good. I love it so much. And I'm just like, man, I wish I could have known how to bake like these kids at that age. Yeah. I have watched a few of like, you know, here and there, like really impressed. One of my top shows, though, and you know, is The Great British Bake Off or Baking Show. Great British Baking Show. That's Ice Cube <laughs> Maker. <laughs> Um, that's okay. He's done. I I love the Great British Bake Off, and like my parents and I still quoted at each other all the time. Yeah. Um, you know what I was watching today that was making me mopey and also re-download dating apps? Hmm. Disney Fairy Tale Weddings on Disney Plus. Oh, I haven't seen it's it yet. I know just, it exists, but I haven't seen it yet. It's just people with a lot of money. And they get married at Disneyland and Disney World. And I'm just like, I'm equal parts. I would never do that. What a, you know, this is just the peak capitalism nightmare. And then also yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> that's so cute. But I want it. I want it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I haven't seen that yet. Because I'm, I'm kind of saying like, oh, my gosh. I'm one of those people, too, is like, why are you spending that much on your wedding? Like, you guys are going to be in so much I, debt. I would love to but. see the statistics, statistics of people who spend X amount of dollars and the yeah. likelihood that their marriage lasts. Yeah. But I was wondering, I was like, is it because of, like, that, of your wedding being so expensive? Is that what caused your marriage to fall apart? You I know? Mean, I feel like... I just wonder. Or if it was, like, pre-existing or it happened afterwards. I mean, there's only so much money can buy you as far as, as far as happiness goes and I feel like yeah especially if you're born into money if you don't earn it and if you're just used to having everything handed to you it's hard to form a healthy relationship with somebody else not to say that you know like uh you know there's certainly like poverty can also stress make a relationship stressful and can add to the success or non-success of a mm-hmm. marriage but um uh, certainly it's, it, it's just buck wild watching people be like, we're so in love, we're going to spend, you know, the, the, you know, for the same amount of money you'd buy a house or the first year of I know. a high-end university or a very nice car, we're going to spend that on a very big lavish party. So yeah, I was I was watching that though, and despite despite the despite the the sort of uh, commercialism of it, still got a little weepy at some of them. Because some of them, it's like it, there are some people who it's like clearly they've worked very hard, and maybe they received this as a gift, or like somebody came mm-hmm. through for them. You know, it's hard to say what has been arranged so that you could afford it. Like, clearly, there were clearly some that's like, oh, you could afford this easily. But there were other ones that's like, how are you affording this? And, like, how does that work? Who pays for this? Right. Because... Yeah, because I know, like, there's, like, tradition of, like, okay, the bride's family always pays for, like, the wedding and stuff. Mm -hmm. They always wonder, like... I I don't think you can pull off a modern wedding where just one person's family pays for it. Like, that doesn't make sense. Like, it seems like it's a group effort. Yeah, that's not how... I mean, we definitely... We paid for almost everything, I think, by ourselves for our wedding. Um, We also were really cheap for our wedding, I liked your wedding a lot. Yeah, I did too. Like, Like, I really did. I loved all the desserts you had, just a smorgasbord of pies. Yeah, that was so fun. um, I liked... Uh, I liked helping wedding dress shop for you. That was fun. Oh, yeah. And shoes. Uh, um, with, not- with only as many details as you're comfortable getting, what have been some not-so-good weddings that you've been to? Like, you don't have to name names, but just, like, a particular moment that stood out that was like, hmm. ooh, 
Um, it's always like the small town weddings that they just talk about like getting beer out of the fridge for their significant other. That I'm always like, oh, okay. And then, but not that that's a bad thing. It's just like very, yeah, it's like, oh, it's, yeah, it's like how romantic. Or the suffering. Yeah, like that type <laughs> stuff. Like having to put up with you and like, you know, through their speeches, like, you know, they talk about like having to deal with each other and like all their, you know, even though you do this, I still have, even though this, I was like, well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, There's always something can, like, why are you pointing out? You can communicate that the person has flaws <laughs> yeah. and that they can work on them <laughs> right. in order to be a better right. partner. So he's like cringing, like, oh, like we don't need to know this. Like, just say that you love the person. I don't know. My so two, it gets like awkward. Two of my friends, George and Amanda, they got married this past fall, and luckily there wasn't really any of that at their wedding. Um, mm-hmm. And they love each other very much, but at one point, like. They, they go to get food from the caterer, and the guy handing out catering, he's like, now's your final chance to run, and George was like, no. I, I know, it's like people do, do like little jokes like that, I'm like, I just don't understand, like, obviously I want to be with this person, and if that stuff, I don't know, like those jokes are just kind of funny, like old ball and chain, you know. Like, gross, take your... Like, I, actually, I actually want to be with this person. Take your <laughs> you know? toxic views of monogamy yeah. somewhere else, you nerd. So, freaking, it's just kind of funny. idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I think most of the weddings I've been to, I'm trying to think if there are any, like, that were just odd. There was one that we helped out with some... I mean, it was actually really cool. We helped them out. Um, she rode her horse to, like, the... Um, aisle. Oh, that's cool. It was actually really cool. And they were like out in the middle. Yeah. They were out in the middle of like a woods and it was so pretty. There were lights everywhere and they were got married on this huge tree. And like we, yeah, we helped her with her horse because she like rode the horse to the um, aisle and then we like took the horse from her so she could walk up the aisle. But it was really cool. Um, So like there's weddings like that. That's definitely like definitely small town, but they like it's very classy at the same so time, like very cute. Yeah, I went sweet, to a wedding but. once, and the couple getting married were ardent, uh, ardent communists. And the husband, his entrance, the husband walked down first, and his entrance song was like the USSR, like, like <laughs> communist, like, <laughs> like national anthem, and. I was just like, it was very surreal. Wow. Not, I mean, not to not to yuck their yums, but I was just like, <laughs> this is really the song you want for your okay. entrance song on your wedding. Um, I did work a lot of weddings at uh, in college because I worked at a hotel and we did banquets, and so we worked these tons and tons of weddings, like multiple each weekend. But the best weddings were the Indian weddings. Those, I don't know if you know anything about them, but no. those are awesome. And we actually have them around here a lot. I know too, that they take a very like diverse a month long and there's multiple ceremonies. Yeah. There's like tons of, yeah, partying. But the main, I don't know if it's like the main one, but there has to be a white horse. And I think the groom rides in on a white horse. And there's like so much dancing and really good music and food. It's just like a huge, huge party. Like, what's the policy usually, on white horses for banquet halls? I don't know. Somehow they didn't like. He was outside, but they, he like rode it up to the front door of the hotel. Um, and this is one of those weddings that we couldn't. Usually, will they would uh, rent out different rooms in the hotel as far as like their banquet halls, but this was one of the ways like they couldn't. Like, they took up all the banquet halls because there's just so many people, and it was just so cool. But those weddings, I've seen them around our house, too, a few times because um, you just know they're going on because they're, like, huge, and there's always this huge white horse, like, randomly in Metro Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> those are really cool weddings. And one of my friends from college was, like, we were talking about my wedding. He's like, what? Because, yeah, ours at least last a week. Like, you have different um, parties each day. Like different celebrations, like oh, that sounds so cool. I mean, there's but. the typical long weekend, or sometimes long week of, mm-hmm. an, of a you know your typical American wedding. But I, I do like watching different wedding traditions from different yeah cultures. I went to I liked. What are they yelling at, yelling so, about now? I don't know. They're watching something downstairs, and I know this whole time I've seen like the sound bar go up, like 
you're catching probably all their laughs. I'm not sure what they're watching, That's but fine. it'll be fun to laugh. It'll be fun to edit later. Yeah. Um, I went. I'm trying to think of like all the cool things that have happened at weddings since I've grown up. I think the first family wedding in our family I ever went to, I was 10, and it was a uh, Jordan's wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, remember that too. I liked that one. Uh, I just remember there was a huge cheese platter, and that was really cool. Ooh. That was, that was interesting that was to me fun. as a 10-year-old. <laughs> I can eat this whenever I want? Like, <laughs> this is just here cheese, for me? Cheese and grapes, you say? <laughs> Wait, Don't what? mind if I do. I do remember it being, I think that might have been one of my first, like, non-traditional, like, uh, Catholic wedding. Mm-hmm. So I remember getting there, I'm like, oh, wait, oh, it's done? Oh, okay. <laughs> like, it was like, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes or something, instead of like the two hours. Oh my gosh, Catholic weddings are really long. But they're fun. But, they're nice. But they're fun. They're really fun. I like, just, I really like the colors of Ben and Sarah's wedding. Yeah. And they have them like, they did a good job like of Sarah's house. kind of implementing their house too. Yeah. They have, like, their decorations, some of the decorations from their wedding, like, in their house, but it looks, like, really cute. I don't know. My friend Carly got married, and she married a Romanian man. Uh, And Mm. for Romanian weddings, uh, usually for the reception, you just kind of show up, you hear speeches, you give money. What's a really cool tradition is you give, like, $100 for each member of your individual family. So, like, your mom would have had to give an $800. Oh, my gosh. To yeah. me, if I had gotten married, or like, you, you get the idea. Um, yeah. So Whoa. Uh, I like that though. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I know that Carly was very excited about that. Um, yes. Because <laughs> they used a lot of that money to like pay off loans and stuff. But it's like that's a cool tradition. I would rather do yeah. that than like, like here's my, my here's a stockpot you'll a, never use. <laughs> please get me these nice dishes. I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. But, what was I going to say? They had it so, like, all the Romanians left after, like, an hour after all the main speeches. And then everybody else who was still there, we, like, danced and there was an open bar. There usually isn't drinking at Romanian weddings either. But that was a really fun wedding. Um, My, like, half you guys have gotten married. I liked all your weddings. All your weddings. Every time I go to a Rambat wedding, I'm always excited because I know it's going to be really fun. Really fun. Um, uh. Uh, the last one I went to was, oh, so Amanda and George's wedding that I mentioned earlier. At one point, so a lot of the people there were SCAD students that we all, I have a bunch of friends I went to college with. And one of the last songs we danced to on the dance floor that night was uh, Through Heaven's Eyes from the Prince of Egypt. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that song, yeah. And, like, it came on, and only the 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 20 animation kids who were there knew what the song was. <laughs> and, you know, we're dancing and singing, and at one point we, like, all grab hands, and we're, like, dancing in a circle while Amanda and George dance in front of us, and it was just, like, us passionately singing at each other. <laughs> and it was so much fun, and it was just a really... <sighs> good memory and a bunch of people like 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 told a man and george afterwards uh people who were standing off to the side kind of confused as to what was happening they're just like what like that was cute but what what was that what was that that movie had so much that movie had some good music i like that That movie movie was composed by hans zimmer which is why it slaps yeah it goes so So good um yeah i was thinking about my favorite movies and it's that's definitely on like my top 10 list mm-hmm. is that's Prince a good Egypt. one um did, have you seen the movie parasite no not yet we were talking Gretchen. about it last time i think but i haven't yet i know where can i watch it at again um i think it's on most streaming sites now oh okay i have to look for it yeah I yeah, watch it. yeah i was binge watching the stupid show remember watch it with kyle <laughs> okay. kyle would like it um me too. I need to watch. I want to watch the Cats movie. Oh yeah, I have mixed feelings. By like, I, know. I know it's not good. I want to watch it because I know it's not good. Okay. I want to have okay. a bunch of friends like over the... and laugh at it. I've also though never seen the music, like the Broadway production. My... So I don't know if I should watch that first. My grandma or... gave me like a VHS copy 
for like a DVD copy, and I watched it in a car ride home, and I was, and it oh, okay. was a copy of the broad, like a recorded Broadway version, and I was very confused um, because there was no plot. <laughs> Just oh okay, see, I like don't know much about it. They're really, it's mostly just a bunch of cats introducing themselves to the main character, Cat. Okay. And the plot is that uh, the oldest cat will decide which one of the cats gets to die and, like, flies off into the sky to go to the moon. Yeah. What? That's why <laughs> that it, that's like it makes a good stage musical because it's like all you're doing is introducing f- cool costumes and good dancing. Yeah, that's not as good on a forty foot screen in a movie theater. <laughs> there was one movie I thought that was coming out that I kind of wanted to see. Hmm. Oh, um, onward. Because one of the writers of Onward, Kyle just sent me an article today, is from uh, the town I live in right now. Detroit? Yes, but in the actual city I live Ooh. in. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and he was talking about how he tried to implement some of the stuff from where he lived growing up into the story. Like the feel-goodness of it, whatever. Well, that's cool. But, um... Yeah. Nice. Good to know. Fid- Midwestern fantasy elements making yeah. it into a movie. I can't remember where he... Kyle shared it somewhere. Hmm. I want to go I see Emma. Why... What is that one? I'm really out of loop with movies. I know we always talk about movies, and I really like movies. I just... This is not going to become a movie review podcast. <laughs> I know. I feel like we always start talking about movies. That's kind of an interest. But there's a million ones. Yeah. We're not doing it. Um, okay. We're going we're gonna to stick to normal, nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Emma's yeah. the new Jane Austen movie that's coming out. Oh, yeah. Okay. But I don't know it why looks I was like thinking... a very fun, colorful uh, period piece, okay. which I'm a sucker for. I always think of, like, um, was it Carrie? Was that a horror movie? Yes. That's a horror movie. So I always think of, like, a name... When it's a name, I always think, oh, maybe it's a scary movie because I don't do scary movies. I don't do that. <laughs> I've been watching. I watch. I've been watching lots of scary movies recently. What's the scary movie I watched for the first time recently? Oh, I got my roommate to watch The Witch with me, which is one of my favorite scary oh. movies. Okay. Um, I did see a post about that. And then. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that I posted that. Uh, <laughs> um, I watched another scary movie recently, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, it was this one movie, it's called As Above, So Below, um, and it's, like, these people, this this PhD woman is trying to find um, the Philosopher's Stone, <laughs> rip off of Harry Potter, um, yeah. and, <laughs> and they go into the, into the depths of, like, French catacombs to go find it, and, like, it's, it's really... I can't tell if it was dumb or if it was truly frightening. It was like a okay. little bit of both. Like it got it got to a point where it's like y'all are dumb, because <laughs> like y'all just dumb. <laughs> like they go into these French catacombs and they're exploring and like at one point they go. This is like the very beginning. They've entered the catacombs. They've turned down a hallway that's like forbidden from the public. They go down a little deeper. They walk past a chamber that's just filled with people, like, with their heads back, like, chanting in unison, covered in scary makeup. And the, one of the guy, the guy that's leading them, he's just like, oh, yeah, there's just, sometimes there's cults down here. It's fine. (laughs) And I'm just like. (laughs) It's fine. I'm like. (laughs) I'd be like, bye. See ya. No. They're like, what's that singing? And there's just, like, people chanting. And, like, they oh, keep going no. further. And there's, like, it goes off. There's one, there's, like, a doorway they can that's boarded up they can go through. And the guy's like, no, we don't go that way. That place is off limits. People go in there and they don't come back. It's evil. And they're just like, oh, okay, so we'll just go. Do they go through? Oh, they go the, they go through they go the, No, they go the other way first. But when okay. they come out on the other side... It's, 
it's closed off and like when they come out on the other side it's like a time loop and they just come back to that door and then the way back collapses behind them so it's like oh, oh i guess we got to go through this door and so they go through the door and they find like a telephone like an old timey 19 like a rotary phone and okay it's ringing and she picks it up and it's just like this scary voice being like why won't you answer me main character and then they find like this guy who's been trapped in the tunnels he's like why haven't you come looking for me friends (laughs) and it's like oh sorry we haven't been looking for you and then they like are these people like scared the whole time yeah, or they like oh, I mean they're unsettled. Normal. There's one guy who like <sighs> hates being in caves and for some reason came along. What? And it's always I don't understand. Was there like was there like a skinny blonde chick? I feel like there's always like some the sort of skinny blonde chick that's on this. The main character was a skinny brunette. Okay. Um mm-hmm. uh but no, no skinny blonde chicks. Um not anything against blondes, it's just I feel like that's always the character. Mm, that's slasher movies. This was made in the early 2000s. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> there was, at one point, they so they, they find the stone. They keep going. Spoilers for As Above, So Below, if you haven't seen this pinnacle <laughs> of horror cinema. Um, I did like the production value of it. And they're like there were some s- sincerely creepy parts, but it was also just okay. like, at one point, they keep going. And they keep going, and they keep going, and, like, they can't go back the way they came because there's a collapse after they find the the stone, and they go even further into a deeper depth, and above this hole that they got to crawl through, it says, Abandon hope, all ye who enter here. And they're just, like, she, the, the Ph.D. student is, like, according to mythology, that is what is written above the gates of hell and i'm just like that's from dante's inferno first of all which at best was a fan fiction written by dante alighieri so he could roast his contemporaries and then he got kicked out of florence for it like oh my god like this sounds awesome like and then my favorite my favorite part of the movie is like usually you know with a movie like this like you'd like I'm waiting for there to be, like, you know, a final boss battle, like, the main bad guy. And when you come across, there is a there is a figure in a black hood. And it's, like, it's one of those, um, it's one of those horror movies that it's, like, first-person point of view. So it's, like, there's a cameraman with them, and they have, like, little cameras tracking on their foreheads. So it's, like... Okay. You know, it's, like, Blair Witch Project. Okay, where, I haven't seen it, but... But it's, okay. like, it's, like, first-person point I know what you mean. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And at one point, like, they walk past this guy, like, he's just sitting menacingly in a chair with his back to them. And they're just... (laughs) At one point, they see him again from the distance, and he just kind of, like, turns and looks at them. But he looks just like he's mildly annoyed. Like, he doesn't look truly terrifying. (laughs) Threatening at all. Yeah, Yeah, just Just like, mm. why why are you guys in my basement? (laughs) You could have announced your... Can you stop screaming? Please. Excuse me. Wait. I always wonder, like, what happens in most horror films? Like, is it... Like, do the people die in it, some of them? Or, like, how do those people... Like, what are their lives after yeah, that I was, after thing happens? I was you know, curious. like, do they do a follow-up? I was curious as to what happens. Are you talking about yeah. the actors or the characters within the story? Like, the characters within the story. Um, like, what, what, how's their life afterwards? Like, I mean, some sequels expound upon that, and it's like, oh, my life is so much better now that that scary thing is over. And then it's like, yeah. oh, no, we didn't defeat the ghost, which I, yeah. okay. I'm not a huge fan of, like, horror franchises where the monster never dies. Like, I get that people, you know, people in Hollywood gotta make money. But it's like, yeah. a good monster either lives or it stays dead. And if you're it, but it doesn't it doesn't behoove anyone to kill the monster over and over again, only for it to come keep coming back. Like that's not yeah. fun. Um, yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, this movie <laughs> it ends like what's is there a voice coming in from inside? There's the a house? voice coming. Sorry. What's up? Okay. Can you reach him? Okay. Can you sneak? Oh my gosh. 
Oh, okay, that's a good idea. Seaweeds. See ya. Uh. Um. Which, <laughs> I want to send you this, how to find it. So have you heard of um, Studio C? It sounds familiar. It's a, um, is that the BYU. Is that the Scott Sterling? Yes. Yes. So they have a skit that Scott Sterling. Um that it's like these millennials go into this uh bed and breakfast and there ends up being like this room uh that they can't go into and there's like a something on the other side that's trying to get out and they're like, oh like they're trying to figure out what it is, mm-hmm. but they're like really excited about it. I gotta find it. I wanna send it to you. It's so funny. I'm a big fan of uh unhappy happy endings. In horror movies. Oh, yeah, okay. So, like, there's a recent movie that I liked called uh, Midsommar. It's by Ari Aster. Um, and it's a horror okay. movie about this girl. Uh, she's in spoilers for Midsommar coming right up. Um, you, I'm telling you now to never watch it because it's too much for you. Um, uh, <laughs> for me? Yes. Yes, I will, I will not. It's, you don't like <laughs> gratuitous violence, do you? Uh, or it's something see, you, I and nobody really likes gratuitous violence, but yeah, I can't imagine somebody really would enjoy it. I just don't like horror, like scary stuff. I don't mind like bloody stuff. I just don't like scary stuff. Um, I you mean, know? this is, I'll just tell you. So, okay. so you got this girl, Danny, and she has a bad boyfriend. And after a traumatic incident, she goes with her boyfriend and his cohort of fellow PhD professionals to Sweden to research a festival with their friend Paul, who is from this little commune in Sweden. And so they go, and it starts to go bad. Um, um, and there's this very gratuitously violent part where, like, they, the community's like, we're going to start off our midsummer festival with a, with a thing, with a tradition in our community. And they're like, okay. So they go to this, the basin of this cliff, and this cliff is, like, 300 feet up. And they two people just jump off the cliff. And the camera huh. does not cut away. It zooms in closer. And you just see, like, the like the, like the face rip off of this yep. person's body. And it's gratuitous. And it's violent. And um, eventually, you know, things throughout the plot get worse and worse. And things are not looking well for Danny and her bad, terrible boyfriend and her everybody else um and after you know the the crux of the film is like uh you know danny has a a, this boyfriend who is not very supportive and the end the movie ends with like her deciding to stay with this cult group because they show her love and affection um what and it's you know the boyfriend gets stuffed into the bear uh, to the body of a bear and is lit on fire um what and she stays with them yeah well the crux of the movie like kind of the pinnacle statement at at one point like the character paul he's like danny does your boyfriend make you feel held do you feel held by him like you need to find people who are gonna hold you because you've been through some stuff and so she uh at one point during the movie, like, this bad thing happened. She realizes that uh, her boyfriend has cheated on her, and she just kind of starts sobbing hysterically. And so, like, a group of women from this village, like, hold her, and they sob with her. And at one point, they're just kind of all, like, hysterically breathing and screaming and crying. And it's, like, very intense. Uh, but, you know, it, it, the movie ends, like, I was researching the script of the movie because I'm a cinephile and a nerd like that. And... Um, it says, like, at the end, you know, Danny is watching her boyfriend who's trapped in a bear costume burn on fire, and it just says, like, Danny gives into a joy, a mixture of joy and insanity, and it's, like, it's, I I liked it, though, because it's, like, it was a happy, unhappy ending. Like, it was horror, the ending was happy for her, because she's, like, oh, I feel loved now, but it's horrifying, because she's now traded one abusive man for just a very you know a gaslighting cult Um, yeah oh my gosh that's so crazy yes Mm -mm. wow no no i don't know actually that wouldn't be like as bad it doesn't seem as it seems more creepy than 
scary. It's but I like that director because he's very good at that. His movies, um, his movies are there aren't a lot of jump scares. There's a lot of like intense horror imagery, like somebody hiding in the shadows or okay. just something that's disturbing to look at. Um, but yeah, not a lot of he doesn't do a lot of jump scares. He'll do some body horror. He does some. Uh, you know, just stuff that's gross or stuff that's very intentional, a lot of intention building, and then um, by the third act, like, heck, kind of just breaks loose, and it's, you know, it's it yeah. goes crazy. Uh, no, I think this, <laughs> we watched an uh, animated Transformers movie the other day. I was like, mm, this might be too scary for our kids. That's about as scary as we get. <laughs> I watched no. I didn't start watching scary movies until like a few years ago, and I just kind of like eased yeah. into it with like old black and white B horror movies. Okay. And just like, you know, intense. Like, got more intense, and it's you know there there aren't really any horror movies that I won't touch, except for I don't like body horror a lot, and I don't like slasher films. I don't like watching people in pain. Like, I don't think I'd ever watch the Saw movies mm, because it's yeah. like. Ooh, there's the key to get out of these locks that I placed you in are, exactly. are yeah. inside his stomach and you have to tear him open. I'm like, that's not enjoyable for me. Yeah. I don't like watching Ooh. people physically suffer, but psychological horror, oh, that's yeah. my jam, baby. <laughs> people going crazy thinking they're being hunted by monsters, but the real monster was them the whole time. Mwah! Chef kiss. <laughs> Delicious, delectable. <laughs> like it, love it, gotta have it. Oh, man. All right. We should probably wrap this up because it's 8 o'clock here Oops. and I get my kids to bed. Okay. Thank you for but letting me that was really fun. rant about horror movies. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's like my horror fix. I, don't, I have no desire to watch any horror films, but that was kind of intriguing. Let me, so, welcome to my, welcome to our, I retell horror movies in a digestible format for Gretchen. <laughs> yeah. I just like ooh, the whole time wins and like ooh. okay no it's not bad it's not too bad um anyway hi I love okay. you I love you too <laughs> I'm gonna have scary dreams no. now I'm just kidding that. I'm not I won't do that again I'm sorry I, I'm just kidding I really don't mind but okay well I really want to talk more but I have to go get my kids to okay bed, so. everybody wash your hands Yay. yes and eat healthy yeah don't spend too much on your weddings. Watch horror movies. Or don't. No, watch horror films. Or don't. Yeah. So. Okay. Ta-ta for now. Goodbye. Bye.